Presto, there it is. We are live, ladies and gentlemen. For all you sports athletes out there, what happens when it's over? That's what hmm. we're going to talk about today. Let's find out. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros! <laughs> yeah. yeah, there it is. It's Monday, too. Motivational Monday. James, it's the intro. Ladies and gentlemen, this is exciting. For the first time ever, my pre-show research on a guest had me looking at their bio on ESPN. Alright, alright. Well, today's guest is a former defensive end for Central Michigan, Michigan University, where he helped his team to a MAC championship. That same year, our guest suffered a career-ending injury. Having been such an outstanding athlete and believing his future was based on his skill on the field, our guest lost his sense of identity. In 2011, he succumbed to his depression and tried to take his own life. Mm. Today, our guest is a thought leader on athletic transition. As a featured TEDx speaker, hip-hop artist, certified John Maxwell coach, and pastor, our guest shares his life experience of overcoming addiction, childhood rejection, mental, mental illness, and depression with athletes who are passionate about changing lives. His mission is to help these former athletes find purpose beyond sports and leave a lasting legacy. We're so excited to have him on the show today. Joining us from Second Chance Athletes, a holistic athletic transition company. Please welcome to the show, Daryl Stinson! Yes, 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 yes. That's what all I'm of that. About, man. <laughs> I want that intro every morning when I wake up. I've been waiting for that since I stopped playing football for somebody <laughs> to just rant me up. <laughs> you, oh, you can listen man. to that. It's going to be recorded. Hernana send it to you. You can make that your alarm every day and just wake you up like that. I'm just going to call you guys. Can y'all do that again? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. I'll be like, fun. I got you. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, today's going to be fire, man. I'm so excited. You know, uh, we are facing some crazy times with COVID and um, some of the racial unrest in our nation and world. Mm -hmm. You know what we all need right now? We What's all that? need hope. Absolutely. Yes. So I tell people, hold on to your faith. Don't let nobody shake it. If they talk about your clothes, don't even let it phase you. And if they talk about your looks, don't even pay attention. You ain't got to listen. They entitled to their own opinion. Here's what I discovered. It's the people who talk bad about everybody else. They do it to feel better about themselves, haters. So just be you and don't you worry about a thing. Them storms going to come, but dance in the rain. Keep your head up because life will try to push you down. Every smile is just a frown. Turn upside down. So count your blessings. You got the power to turn every loss into a lesson. Cause, so quit stressing. Because bad days don't mean that you got a bad life. And sad days don't mean that you got a sad life. Bad days don't mean that you got a bad life because you still got hope. You know we all need hope. And that's where my daughter sings the chorus. And you can go listen to that. It's called We All Need Hope. It's available for your listening pleasure on YouTube for completely free because I believe we all need hope during this time. So go check it out. And let's get this show started. Woo! Woo! 
That deserved yeah. a second round of applause. Yeah, that's <laughs> Actually, I was I was doing a little research and you were on the upbeat podcast the other day and I was like, dude, he can rap too. That's sick. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah, I love my man Parker, dude. When we tried to do that while he beatboxed over Zoom, and I was like, this is not working. Please. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was the you delay. You can't talk at the same time, and so it was like, and I was like trying to rap, and I was like, this is bad. So we, he said, I'm glad you kept going. Cause I can just sync it um, when we actually post produce it. So yeah, yeah, it sounded good on Instagram. I don't know how it sounded live. I didn't get to check it out live. Okay, okay. But okay. It, it sounded pretty good when you posted on Instagram. Sweet. But uh, yeah, dude. So tell me a little bit. I want to know some more about uh, you know what led you up to doing Second Chance. Uh, you, your story's pretty uh, pretty deep. I mean, mm-hmm. riding that roller coaster of of being an athlete. I mean, it is. It's it's a hell of a a difficult road to go through. I mean, you literally right. beat yourself up every day training, but mm. then you reach the level of success and you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. You see it coming and then you get like, you hit a brick wall. What was that right. like? Man, it was crazy. Um, and I think the most challenging thing, um, and I know a lot of your audience can relate to this, is that nobody knew that I was struggling internally. Um, nobody knew I had mental health challenges or issues because I was super successful on the outside. And so I know what it's like to be externally successful and be an inward failure. That was me. Um, I hid behind my external success. I was the guy who was charismatic. I was the guy who was on national television playing football. I was the guy who people looked up to, who people got inspired by. So how could I be struggling? But I was. And so, uh, man, it was a huge wake up call when I realized that I could not hide behind sports anymore and that I literally had to figure out how to develop as a professional and um, and deal with all these insecurities that I was masking with my external success in sports. And uh, many people are like that today, you know, whether they're, um, you know, a, a CEO of a, a Fortune 500 company or or they're just a, a, a rock star sale professional real estate agent. Um, it's it can be very tempting to hide all of your internal brokenness and your mental health issues behind the external success. And I would just say, don't do that because you either are going to explode or implode like I did. And so uh, talk to somebody uh, and, and, and make sure you're living mentally healthy and, and still kicking butt on the field and in, um, in life. How did you, how did you know you were going through something? Cause I, I'd imagine I, and you know, I, I don't, I've never felt, that low before i've never felt that conflicted mm-hmm. um h- how does one like know that they're going through something like that is it just mm-hmm. because you know you you can't it feels like something you can't break out of is it like yep. you know does it does it help when you when you run like how do you know you need to seek that additional help yeah i think we have to slow down enough to really take inventory of our mental health. I mean, even when I was in the psychiatric unit, I was really upset about the way things were managed there because it was so boring. They made me watch black and white movies. I could barely talk to anybody. And I would say like, man, I felt like that place was um, meant to drive you crazy to see if you were crazy. But one of the things that I recognize now that I didn't know then is that you can gauge your mental health when you're by yourself with no distractions, with no entertainment going, how do you relate to you? And so it's that late night, it's that early morning, it's when it's just you and your thought life that you can start to detect if something is wrong. Um, How do you feel about you? When you look in the mirror, do you think positive thoughts about yourself or do you think about all your flaws and the weight you need to lose and what you don't like about yourself? Uh, For me, it was like, I didn't like how dark I was. I used to get made fun of every time the lights went off, they would be like, oh, where's Daryl? All I can see is his eyes and his teeth, ha, 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 ha. 
And um, I had to deal with that when I looked in the mirror. And that's indicators. Um, you know, how did you feel when people went out to drinks after work and they didn't invite you? Uh, did that make you feel some type of way? Inventory your thoughts. And that's how you can tell where you're at. Like uh, inventory, like like writing in a journal, like keeping track of, of your feelings. Absolutely. That's a good habit that I, I tell people they should get into in just in general as a human being to write mm-hmm. down at the end of the day, just it could be, you know, you're tracking your workout. It could be you're tracking your meals. It could be you're just writing down your thoughts. Mm-hmm. But to get in the habit of of taking pen to paper and just, you know, venting out whatever it is that's in your head, because I, I honestly feel that, you know, from a business standpoint, this is where you can drop your ideas. You can come back right. and reflect. But from right. a personal standpoint, this is right. also where y- your heart can literally scream out what it needs to. And right. sometimes uh, sometimes you might not know that you're going through that at that moment. Right. But that's a place where, you know, you can start to put that out there. However, on the flip side, that becomes a very private thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, yeah, you're starting to take inventory of your, of your stuff and maybe you feel like you're dealing with it. How do you, you you took it to a whole different level though. You took it to a very, a very dark place where you were ready to hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. Was it something that you could have prevented with a little bit of extra help? Or was this like, you know, you, what were, in other words, I'm trying to get to like some, some manageable tactical, practical steps that somebody can take and and identify within themselves. I'll tell you what, like, I mean, I'm a pretty confident guy now, but I, even as, as having a high confidence level, looking in the mirror, I still identify my flaws, right? right I still right, right. look at whatever imperfections I have. I think the only difference is I, I look at them and I'm, I'm thinking how to improve versus mm-hmm. I'm looking at them and letting them bring me down. Absolutely. Kind of like a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset type of thing. Absolutely. Um, and, and the funny thing is, is, is it's more tangible than we, we like to um, admit sometimes or that we recognize sometimes. So I know a lot of people that ask that same question and what they're saying is like, hey, this mindset, this journaling, this mental health thing, it's like super abstract and business is concrete. It's numbers, it's metrics. And I'm saying, well, so is your mental health. It, it, it is that concrete. You can jot you don't have to journal a whole two page of paragraphs. You can take bullet points notes and literally start to inventory and monitor your mental health. Um, when's the best time to treat cancer? The moment you see it. So if you start having negative thoughts in, in your life, about your business, about your marriage, about your family, about yourself, that's the time to start making changes. And it's just as practical as it is if you start noticing your company going into the red. You start making changes. You start getting coaches. You start getting mentors. You start taking steps to get yourself out of the hole that you're headed into. It's the same way mentally. When you start noticing yourself, man, I'm having, I'm, I'm kind of starting to have a, a fixed mindset in this area. I'm starting to notice that this is weighing on me, that I'm thinking about this negative thought over and over again. I'm starting to lose hope and feel like, man, there's no way I'm going to get out of this business or there's no way I'm going to get out of this marriage problem that I am. That is your warning sign to get help, to seek mentors, to ask for advice, to talk to somebody. And so absolutely, yes, I could have prevented hitting rock bottom. I don't think you have to get that low. I think the moment you start getting in a little rut, talk to somebody, reach out. Uh, I think everybody needs a counselor, whether you're mentally well or not, because we just need somebody to talk to you. Um, uh, somebody who's unbiased, who doesn't have an <laughs> investment in our business, who uh, isn't somebody that's on our team, who isn't, you know, uh, if you're in a relationship, isn't somebody that your spouse is going to think like you're cheating with or something like that. We all need that space to go to. And so, man, it is more practical than I think we give it credit that you can literally see what your thought is and start 
focusing on how you can have liberating beliefs instead of limiting beliefs. And and that's kind of where uh, I'm imagining second chance athletes came about, right? It's that ability to have somebody to talk to, somebody to reach out to, mm-hmm. an opportunity to find something else. Tell me about about that. What what right. what is second chance athletes? Yeah, so second chance athletes. Our tagline for many uh, the first two years was that we give athletes a second chance to succeed at life without the demands of sports. Sports is so demanding. Uh, they say you're a student athlete, but really you're just an athlete and sometimes a student. <laughs> and so uh, for me, I felt like I got a second chance to succeed at life because I had the opportunity to go work for Central Michigan University, which paid for my classes as part of me being an employee there, which enabled me to take uh, retake undergraduate courses because I had passed them because I was charismatic enough and I knew how to cheat, but I didn't have the actual expertise and the knowledge that I need to be successful in the workplace. And so uh, we coach athletes from sports to career. And what I'm really excited that um, I know your audience will really be excited about as well is now we're, we're coaching athletes through the second phase. So first phase is from sports to career. Second phase is from career to legacy. Mm. And legacy came from uh, this inspiring quote of, uh, I I forget who said it, but they said, um, the most successful people of all time are those who thought the most about the generation to come. And that inspired me, man, because I was asking myself, man, how much am I thinking about what legacy I'm going to leave behind? And so now we're, we're, we're coaching people through that and we're training them on the three things that you need to leave a legacy in any area of your life. Your mindset, your skill set, and your network. You know, okay. and there's a lot. Deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Damn right. Favorite quote, right there, baby. That's my favorite <laughs> quote. I promise you. So don't ask me that at the end, because I'm gonna say roll the quit, uh, roll the clip again. That's my favorite quote, because I believe <laughs> it. It's so true. It's it, it, it's our own limiting beliefs oftentimes. And, mm-hmm. you know, th- I make a lot of, of parallels between, you know, business habits and the habits that you have when you're working out, when you're being athletic, because yep. um, they have the same consistent pattern. It's not there is no instant muscle. There is no easy <laughs> button answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's meticulous. It takes a lot of work. It takes yep. a lot of effort. Um, but there's a different kind of flame that fuels those habits. Right. Yep. And, you know, I, I remember, you know, being in high school, I was, I, I was a pretty decent baseball player. I thought the show was going to be the the road that I was going to take. And then when it didn't happen, right. When it didn't happen, I felt like I lost my ability to, to seek that fame that I wanted to seek. Right. And then after that, I hit the real world and saying something like, Hey, you want to be famous was like an idiot's line. Like, nah, dude, people don't say that you're, 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 you're an idiot. With podcasting, it gave me the opportunity to start to make an impact, even if it's one person at a time, building it. one relationship at a time. It allows me to continue that path. It. it may not be, you know, on that diamond, you know, in the show, but yeah. I'm still able to build that pathway. And what you're talking about here with Second Chance Athletes, that's what it's about. When you're when that light goes out, there's something else that happens. Yes. Dwayne, Dwayne The Rock Johnson talks about how his ambition was to go pro sports and yep. not playing professional football was the best thing that happened in his life, yep. even though that was the one thing he was shooting for. Yeah. But it's hard to shift that mindset, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's very difficult to shift that mindset. Yeah. What do you... Fine by me! <laughs> <laughs> That's how it feels, right? Right? That's what it feels like. Yeah, but, yeah. 
uh, how, how do you help them overcome that yep. to, to let go of that? Cause a lot of times you get hurt and you're thinking, you know, it might be career ending, but you always hear those stories of that guy that got past that injury that yep. made it back on the field. I know. But those are far and few between oftentimes when it's ending, it's ending and we have to find a way to transition. How do you help them with that? Yeah. Number one, I don't tell them to put together a plan B. I tell them to put together a plan A when you are an elite athlete or elite at anything, you are told that the psychology to get you to the top is that you're supposed to believe that you're the best that there will ever be. You're the best salesperson. You're the best athlete. And and there's no chance of failure. You don't think about failure because you're going to succeed, eliminate any area of doubt from your psyche. And then we come and tell those same people, hey, but prepare for plan B because it's not likely. It doesn't work. <laughs> and so the first thing I do is say, hey, look, dream big but also dream beyond. Okay. Dream big. How, how far do you want to go in life and on the field and sports and business? Okay. Now let's dream beyond. What do you want to do beyond that? That way, if the transition happens sooner than what you're ready for, you are already prepared to pivot. Okay. Mm. That's number one. The second thing, and you touched on this and I love it. Cause I'm like, man, you're a second chance athlete. You don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> it is you have to take the focus off of you and put it onto others. This was, see, one of the major reasons for my depression is because I was so focused on the status I lost instead of the impact that I could make. Mm -hmm. We have to make that shift from status to impact. And there's nothing wrong with wanting a big, big platform. But when all you're focused on is fans and likes and all this stuff, when you lose something that was like you were this close to being famous, <laughs> it makes you feel like your life is worthless. But mm -hmm. if you recognize that, hey, I can still impact the lives of other people, that gives you a reason to keep pressing. That helps you stay motivated. And now you're motivated by the right thing. You'll be a better famous person. You'll be a better multimillionaire. And so that's two strategies that we uh, coach our athletes through on how to be prepared to make the transition. Yeah, there it is. Love All it, right. Today, hands insurance tip of the day. We're going to talk really quickly about life insurance. Uh, just really quickly, want to say this. Happy birthday, Danny. Today would have been Danny's 35th birthday. Hmm. Um, not with us anymore. And that's why I was inspired to talk about life insurance. Uh, life insurance creates an immediate estate. So what that means to you, what that means to us, uh, the reason why I believe so much in life insurance is because it helps to create generational wealth for tomorrow. So that when you pass, because we're all going to, but when you pass, if you have a life insurance product, rather than leaving behind an invoice and everybody's got to come together and do car washes and all kinds of fundraisers to put you in a hole in the ground. You can leave behind an inheritance and leave something behind for your kids or anybody who uh, means anything to you. It doesn't have to be your kids. It can be your nieces and nephews. It can be the church. It can be uh, second chance athletes. It can be, you know, anything, any organization uh, or any person that you want to leave that behind to you can. So uh, talk to your agent about life insurance make sure that you're taken care of uh that way if the worst happens you don't leave behind bills for uh your loved ones you can leave behind a will all right that is ham's insurance tip of the day follow me on twitter at insurance bro ham
and, love it. And life insurance, the love product, right? It's the only one that's not required. And it's the only one you leave behind to your loved ones. Tax-free, yeah. might I add. Just saying. All right. Um, let's get into our next segment, Two Truths and a Lie. You ready, Joe? I'm ready. All right, two truths and a lie. So here's how it works. Daryl's going to give us his two truths and a lie. James and I are going to try to guess the lie. And uh, let's hit it. Let's see what happens. Two truths and a lie. Shoot. Here we go. All right. Uh, let's see. I won a crump dancing competition when I was in high school. Uh, I have a brother who passed away at the age of one. And I can do the electric slide. Huh. Well, let's see. If he can do the, if he can win a crime competition in high school, you think he can probably do the electric, do the electric slide? slide? Hmm. That makes sense. Hmm. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the uh, high school. I'm gonna call that one a lie. You gonna call that one a lie? I'm gonna call that I'm one. Gonna a call, lie. I'm gonna say the electric slide is a lie. <laughs> one way or another, we're saying you can't dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna dance man. Um, the lie is the electric slide. <laughs> All right, now I gotta hear it. Yeah. What's the story with the crunking in high school? Okay, so crumping was really popular, and we had a high school senior uh, talent show, and all my friends decided that we were going to do a crump competition, and I was like, cool. So I was in it, and we were all crumping. I practiced for like weeks, and here's something super funny, and I won't tell you where you can find the clip, but it is still out there, is um, we did this routine. I came out, and I did this move where I bent over like this. Well, after we won and we performed this in the lunchroom, the guy forgot that he was supposed to come and do a flip over me, like a backflip. And so he left me standing like this in the middle of the lunchroom in front of everybody. And so for me to try to play it off, I kind of just did the robot out of the stance and was like, so yeah, but we won. We won the, we won the crumb competition. So Damn. Yeah. And those are the memories in high school, right? That's, I that's, know. that's, you didn't remember history class. You didn't remember <laughs> <laughs> competition? that was stuck around. Yeah. All and right, I was let, still voted most go. likely to succeed. <laughs> <laughs> I believed in you for a long time, okay? <laughs> there we go, right there. <laughs> All right, uh, what what about the one-year-old? Uh, what, what's going on there? What happened? Oh, man, he just had an asthma attack and uh, passed away. So my middle name, D'Antoine, is uh, um, named after him. Oh, that's yeah. deep. Yeah, we had a we had a brother pass away uh, last year, last August. Oh, so man. we had a we had, that's that's the inspiration for today's uh, thing and oh, today's okay. birthday. So officially, wow. it had been thirty five. Wow, craziness, wow. craziness, wow, crazy, man. All right, uh, let's get back to the uh, to the second. Pivot. Mm. Yep, pivot. Let's get back to the second chance athletes. All right, so um, how do you, when when uh, when an athlete is done? How do they get a hold of your your organization? What kind of services are there that you right. guys provide? How does how does that work? 
Yeah, so you just go to secondchanceathletes.com, and uh, we have a, a life after sports guide that will help you get started. Um, every athlete needs it. Every former athlete needs it. Um, and then there are those athletes that are like, look, I already know my next move. I don't have a high athletic identity. And so I, I, I kind of already know my next career pivot. And so now that's why we're launching the Legacy League. And so you can right there on the top, you'll see on the uh, tabs right there, click Legacy League. And what I like about it is um, we have chosen to go – deeper instead of wider. What I mean by that, it's not like let's interview every former athlete that there is so, so you can get like their best tip and hear their lead magnet. No, uh, you actually get coached by the same four people, well, five, including me, every single month. They're experts in their industry and it helps you to go deeper and wider because we're all about helping you to build something um, that make impact today but produces results for long-term. And so that's what it's about. So go check out the Legacy League. We would love to connect with you and help you to build your legacy to impact generations and your family and in the um, lives of other people for years to come. Some of these guys um, make some great connections with other athletes that do happen to become professional athletes, right? They they, they work their way, you know, and they they have the the skill, tenacity, they're lucky enough not to get injured, that sort of stuff. Um do they still like connect with those people on a regular basis? Do you make, uh, you know, do you help? Well, I should say, do the, do the professional athletes come back and help out in the organization, connect with people, uh, you know, I don't know, open up doors that probably wouldn't otherwise open up. Yeah. Yeah. And what I love about it is it actually expanded from just athletes to high performers because we were recognizing our process applies to high performers in general because it's really a mindset thing more than it is necessarily an industry. And so absolutely. Uh, the network is for all people, um, I think, is one of the most underutilized tools for anyone is their network. Um, and that's why if you do any network marketing, if you do any business, the first thing they have you do is like, hey, what's your network? Who's your contacts? Who's your cell phone? Who's your email connects? And so uh, these athletes are able to um, dramatically open doors that maybe would have not been open just because you're part of the league, um, because we all have the same values. And that's the thing. The legacy brings us together. When you start talking legacy, there's only a certain uh, amount of people who really are passionate about that and serious about that. And it's not just talk. It's actually how they live and what their motivation is. And so we've already sorted through all the debris. And now we've just got the cream of the crop who is uh, building things uh, that's really going to make an impact. When you guys when you talk legacy, um, are you talking like career wise? Are we talking like building their own business type? Like What what kind of legacy are you are you guys like pushing or are they just developing it on their own? Yeah, yeah. So um, there is a portion where you write out your legacy statement, what get clear on what legacy you want to leave. But we have uh, through um, working with former athletes, we have identified that there's four key areas where people are really passionate about reaching the top 10 percent of their industry um, and then leaving a lasting legacy. And that is their career, their business, their health and their finances. And so those are the experts that we have brought into the pool. And then I'm the motivation guy that comes in and just hypes everybody up, make sure everybody is applying what they learn, holding people accountable and making sure that we stay uh, mentally sound. Got your victory dance. Well, I got it right here. Yeah. All right. So I got to know. Yeah. Uh, ESPN right now is probably not so swamped with everything closed down. Right. There's a lot of athletes that aren't able to get on the field and do their thing. A lot of sports that are that have been shut down. Luckily, some are starting to open up here. I, I've heard some some uh, organizations are getting back to practice. But um, 
how much time do these guys end up playing on like esports teams? That's been a big push uh, <laughs> lately, and I wonder how many uh, you know athletes that you talk to are are either dabbling, not not necessarily maybe playing the game itself, but into that field, into that business in the esports world. Man, you know what? I a lot of our athletes have not really um, dove into the esports world. I, I you know, we, there's this thing is like, man, esports is actually a sport now, and. Uh, a lot of our athletes we coached, um, nah, man, they're waiting for they're waiting for the the games to open back up. They're trying to get back out there and play, or they're just focusing on pivoting their career, um, finding speaking opportunities, and so uh, we're just helping them uh, find their way through these challenging times. And when you're when you're talking to these athletes uh, with that legacy in mind, you mentioned that. Um, you're trying to help them to dream big and dream beyond, yeah. right? And so I'm imagining that you're talking to a lot of these athletes while they're in college and their goal is to go pro. But when you're talking about beyond, you're talking about what happens after you retire type questions. That's right. Exactly. Whether you're in college or you're in pro. Um, so I say about 80% of the people we work with are former college athletes, but we, we have some pro athletes that we work with as well. And that exactly when I say dream big, we're talking about your career. We're talking about, uh, again, because we're reaching high achievers. So this could be your sports. Like, do you want to be a Hall of Famer? Do you want to be the next Michael Jordan? Um, but as a high performer, do you want to be the greatest salesman, the next Zig Ziglar, whatever? And then you dream beyond. Okay, what happens when you reach that career goal? Then what? Mm. And then we start talking about legacy because uh, um, to me, that's what it's all about. You know, I was listening to uh, to Kevin Hart interview, the second one with Joe Rogan, mm -hmm. and he had he had this great analogy in there about leveling up, right? Mm -hmm. About how you have a goal, you have a dream that you want to get to, and then you get there yep. and you realize that there's a little bit more. And yeah. so you shoot for that next level you and go. you start to, you, you work your butt off. You might fail a little bit, but then you get there and then you realize I can take on a little bit more. And then the world starts to look at you and they're like, how are you doing all these things? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like, you know, you just automatically did it. You've consistently leveled up. And when you're what you're describing with your, you know, with reach that level yep. and then dream a little bit more. That's that level up mentality. Yep. Yep. And I love that interview that you referenced that. If I would throw another one out there, it would be uh, Simon Sinek. Uh, and he wrote the book recently. And I haven't read the book yet, but I heard an interview him talking about the infinite game. And I was like, that's legacy right there. He's mm -hmm. talking about legacy. He's talking about playing a bigger game because I don't think that you have to like reach uh, your peak and then go to the next level, reach your peak, and then go to the next level. I think you can actually start with the right mindset at the beginning with legacy and then just start to operate at that elite level from like day one. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it, it comes with having that clarity of vision. James Absolutely. talked a lot about, about having a vivid vision. I love that, you know, starts with why and then finding your why, both the Simon Sinek books. Yeah. Um, and and I, I didn't even hear he wrote that one yet. So that's that's yeah, going to be yeah. on my next Audible list there. Yeah. <laughs> I got to pick that yet, one up. But uh, the interview was like, I got to read it. So it's on my list of 30 billion books to read. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, do you Are you an Audible person or you uh, like actually read the book and turn the pages person? So I am now an audible person. And then if it really speaks to me and I'm like, man, there's a lot of great content in here, I'll buy the, the physical book. So that's how I'm operating now. Do you tear up your books too? Like you writing them and everything? Uh, dude, I write, underline, all that stuff. That's how I retain the, the knowledge. That's yeah. it. My wife is the same way, but like I remember being in, in college and I go to the bookstore and I'm like, do not grab a used English book. Used math book? <laughs> That's okay. Like if the guy like wrote all the answers in the math book, I'm cool with that. 
<laughs> but if I have to read the other one, like I don't want, I don't want all yeah. the, the notes taken. Like that was your opinion. I mean, that might work a little bit. Yeah. You, you're a Harry Potter fan. I, I, I am, man. I haven't read the books, but I watched all the movies. Uh, yes, and I love Hunger Games as for the books. Oh, Hunger Games is a great, great yeah, series yeah, too. Yeah. But in Harry Potter, he finds that uh, the book. James, you can remind me. What was the what was the the Dark Prince? I think the it was right. Journal of Tom Riddle. There you go. And all those notes are you. written up in there, right? But it elevated their game. Yep. Right? And and that's one of those things, you know, to me, reading, mm-hmm. um, learning and having those mentors, getting access to people who have gone through that same trouble that you're going through, that is how you push through a lot of these a lot of these troubles. Yeah. So yeah. Man. I so hard I, I agree. Um, I am focusing now mindset, skills network the reason why is i was being scatterbrained and i'm like uh you know i've read that quote that says you know the average ceo reads a book a week so i'm like book a week podcast blah, blah, blah. I'm, like, I'm like reading everything studying everything everybody's got a new process a new system a new this a new, and i'm just like freaking going crazy and i'm like no, no 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 focus okay what's my legacy all right what's the mindset i need what's the skill set i need what's the network that i need mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when I get there, what's next? Okay, I need a new mindset. I need a new skill set. I need a new network. <gasps> I love it, dude. I'm on point with it. I love it. I love it, man. Love dude, that's how that's how we operate on a day to day. Like, if you ever hung out with us, we'd be dropping oh. movie lines like crazy. So, <laughs> it's a good thing we have little clips there. Oh, dude, I gotta come hang out, man. I wish my boy was still playing for uh, the Chargers, but he 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 left y'all. He's at Houston Texans now. So, well, that's okay. The Chargers left us. So, <laughs> yeah, whatever. It hurts, man. It hurts. I still I still wear it. Hey, still wear it. here we go, baby. But uh, but my heart's broken. But yeah, yeah. Y'all know my guy Jalil die then, right? His safety for the uh, Charger for many years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, die? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, my teammate, man. Yeah. That's, dude. And see, that's that's the kind of cool stuff that you get to – that's that's your boy. Like when you watch watch sports compared to when I watch sports, it means so much more. When I draft a player on fantasy and you draft a player on fantasy, (laughs) you look at him and be like, dude, are you going to put up this this week or what, bro? Yeah. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this work. I'm the guy that goes and looks how they rank all their speed and agility and go, man, he's not that agile. He's not that bad. You know, know? I actually wrote a blog post about it. It, It's called the accidental hater because I realized that in transition that I I had become a hater because I was talking about everyone else because I was comparing my potential to their achievements and it was creating Mm. regret instead of confidence in my life. And so it's another strategy that we help athletes through the transition is like, you cannot talk about your potential. You have to get real about your uh, accomplishments, what you actually achieve, because that um, produced confidence. Whereas if you talk about potential, it only produces regret. And so the truth of the matter is I did play against Eric Fisher and put him in, um, beat him in, um, uh, past rush drills. And I did uh, race Antonio Brown as a defensive end and kind of got close and gave him a run for his money. But, <laughs> uh, but, but they're in the, they're in the NFL making millions of dollars. He was a number one draft pick and I was at home watching them on the couch. So <laughs> I had to swallow that pill, man. Yeah. Thank you. I feel vindicated. And the yeah. same thing. Adrian Gonzalez is, uh, is you know, Hall of Famer, baseball player. I struck him out in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I can say that, but it doesn't mean anything because he yeah. got a contract. <laughs> no, I was at home watching him from the couch. Yeah, exactly. Man. Dude, I almost had you.
Exactly. <laughs> hey, dude, I told you you're a second chance athlete, man. Like, I'm like, you're speaking the language, dude. So, oh, dude. It, 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 it's funny because it hurts, dude. It really does hurt. Like, and, and there's a, you know, I mean, growing up, used to watch uh, Married with Children and Al Bundy, you know, he was, he was a comic relief in that aspect, always reliving those glory high school days. But it's not just him. It, there's a lot of people. It doesn't matter whether you almost made it pro, almost made it to college, played in high school. For some of us, those are our prime years. When we look back in our life for the most memorable moments in our life, those yes. are the one, those are it. Those yeah. are the ones that we remember, and it's hard for people to overcome them. And if they yeah. don't overcome them, if they don't find a way, you never move forward. You live in the past forever, and that's not a way to move forward at all. Absolutely, man. You have not peaked. The best days of your life are always in front of you. They're not behind you. No matter how high you reach, no matter like what adrenaline rush you had, whether you're a million. I just talked to a guy that was a CEO for 25 years of a really profitable company. And he heard me talk about second chance athletes. He's like, dude, I need that. Because right now I'm like, I'm retired and I'm like still young. And I really don't know what's next because I already reached the top of this business industry. And I feel like there's nothing left for me to accomplish. And I'm like, dude, the best days of your life are still ahead. There's so much more, man. There's so much more impact that you can make. Stop focusing on status. Start focusing on impact. Stop. Try to make the world a better place. <laughs> Stop comparing and start celebrating, man. And let's make an impact in this world. So, yeah, man, you just. Ah, you just got me fired up. I told you speaking my language. Well, let, let me ask you one more, because because yeah. you deal with all kinds of different athletes, and sometimes when I when I talk to newer business owners, a lot of the issues come. Uh, at, at, they have a financial face, in other words, right? So they they their money issues that they're trying to solve, and they feel inadequate for whatever reason because of their financial situations and their struggles. Yet you talk with some people who don't have those financial struggles. What they're dealing with is the fact that they're no longer at that level. Mm -hmm. And that's a different type of situation. I've never had to deal with that myself. I've never talked to people who've had to deal with the status change. Almost everyone that I deal with in my uh, immediate circle is is or does deal with the financial aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Is it any different when you're dealing with somebody who's, you know, their biggest issue is not money anymore. It's who are they? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I And I would go to say, um, I've been targeting people who are super successful in their career and saying, you still need to transition. And they're like, what are you talking about, man? I'm already transitioning. And I said, no, 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 no. You're living your current life as if it's second best to your former life as an athlete. Here's how I know. If I told you right now that I'll trade you your life right now to go be an athlete, you'll make the swap. I said, that's no different than uh, getting married, then getting divorced and remarried and telling your new wife that, hey, if the older wife ever comes back, I'll leave you in a heartbeat. <laughs> There's a part of you that's always reserved for that. And so because um, here's why that's important, because if you don't know that your current life is the best version of you, is the best life that you have, you, you're not going to bring 100 percent of yourself to the world. And, and life is about giving, not taking. OK, oh, God. So so when you start giving, you have to ask yourself the question on a scale of zero to 100 percent. How much of me am I giving the world? Because that's the key to get to the point where we're giving all of us to the world. Every quirky idea we have is getting out there. Every business idea, every book idea, every podcast idea. It's all getting out there because we recognize that I want to die empty. And that mm -hmm. can only happen when you recognize that you have not peaked. And just because you are financially successful doesn't mean that you're mentally at your best. Mm. That's deep. 
That's it right there. That's the absolute truth. Yeah. I, mean, I got chills. I, 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 yeah. I got goosebumps Goosies. listening to that one. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Oftentimes I feel the same way. And, and my wife gets on my case a lot because she's like, you're giving – you wrote that book. You're giving it away? I'm like, yeah. I, they need that information. That person called. You're helping them You know, on a 15-minute call. You yeah. didn't, did you charge them anything? No, I'm just helping them. You know, I, I spend so much time just helping people start their podcast, get their stuff going, get their yep. stuff rolling. Why? Because when I die, I want 10,000 people at my funeral. And Absolutely. the only way I'm going to do that is not by paying them. I can't pay my way there. Mm-hmm. I have to make an impact. Absolutely. And as soon as I made that change in my life, things started to change. Yep. And it, it came with podcasting, to be honest. That's the biggest change for me. Yeah. Um, that's where I found my spark. That's where the fuel happened. And that's where I found my way to be of service to others. And it's it's been one heck of a ride. Wow, dude. Well, I, I've been told that I need to launch the Legacy League version of uh, uh, for a podcast. And so working with uh, someone uh, to do that. And so, man, you've got to come on, man. You're speaking our language. You're a legacy guy. You're giving on a high level. And that's the type of people that 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 we want to attract into our community. So absolutely. When is it going to launch? Uh, I don't know. If I do it now, it'll launch uh, probably in August. <sighs> but <laughs> anything else, man, you gotta it's a lifestyle, right? You gotta make it into your lifestyle. Know, it's yeah. it's like waking up and, and going for that run. You just do it. Just do it, man. Do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> I love it. How are y'all pulling this up so fast? We We got him stored. We got him stored. Like right here. Like, oh, I know it. Jim, Jim, like what's going on? That's it. Literally, dude. Here's what happens. James will think of something and he'll send me a text. Get this clip. And then it's just there. It's there. It's like loaded up and we're just ready to go. So he's just, he's just watching the clips. He's like, oh, right now, clip. (laughs) There we go. We're going to do a business bros meet legacy league. So that's right. Let's do it. Try. Just do, baby. Just do. All right, Daryl. You know, ladies and gents, look, I know a lot of you know athletes. A lot of you know people who have to make a change in your life. Check out secondchanceathletes.com. Follow him on Instagram. I'm just going to pop that up right there. Uh, Daryl, I've had a great time talking to you on the show today. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to come on the podcast. Um, Is there anything we could possibly do for you? Man, absolutely. I always ask this question. It's like, who do you know that I need to know? And uh, make the connection, man, because you know what I'm about and I'm serious. And being a suicide survivor, um, I don't waste moments. Um, People say that football is a game of inches. I believe that life is, too. And so uh, help me take an inch forward. Absolutely. I got I got actually uh, like one or two athletes that I know. One was blind and one uh, was a jujitsu him. Jiu-jitsu, or jujitsu, yeah, so. yeah, a champion jujitsu tournament Sweet. blind, I love right? It. So, dude, dude, my story talking about being over on the drain. It's like <laughs> it's that imposter it. syndrome, dude. No matter where it. we're at, we still have it oh, every know, once in a while. Man, I know, I love it, I love it, I love it. So yeah, I love to connect, man. Absolutely, cool, man. We'll we'll make that happen, ladies and gents. Thank you for uh, watching our show today. It's Monday. Go out there, make something happen. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye bye. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. 
If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.